What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Clone Zone. Uh, I'm still getting used to the intro music that uh, Molly finally got us to add to these shows, but now I'm watching everyone backstage kind of like bobbing their head along to the beat. It's so good. Like, <laughs> I got so lucky when I found that that little music number in the YouTube library, I think, the sound <laughs> library for YouTube. That way I know it's safe to use. Uh-huh, yeah. They'll never get us now. Well, we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 4 of The Bad Batch, titled Faster. A uh, really different, fun episode. Um, Molly, uh, how, how are you feeling today, just in general? I won't ask you about the episode yet, but... Just in general? Uh-huh. My hip hurts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Faster help? Uh... You know what? It did. It, it cheered me up a little bit because this episode is, like you said, is so fun and just feels like fun, silly Star Wars. It was very episode one pod racy, which is like the the thing I love the most, I think, about episode one is the pod racing stuff. So this one, this one brought me back and Tex, my boy. I love Tech. <laughs> you do love Tech. So yeah, good Tech-centric episode for you. Tech and Wrecker, uh, the, our two favorites got some time to shine today but uh we are not going to be discussing this episode alone we have two guests with us today uh, lauren and andrea from the galactic podcast hello Hi. thanks for Welcome. having us thanks very so much for being here. here yeah very excited very exciting <laughs> well before we talk about this episode specifically uh we haven't had you on a bad batch stream before so just what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on the series as a whole how did you enjoy season one and how are you enjoying season two so far uh i mean i've loved season one it was really really good i it i think it it exceeded my expectations of what i think it was going to be and it just totally was not expecting the whole like you know daughter father kind of hunter omega like dynamic that was really cool the cameos we got i mean we ha we got to see harris and doula again and chopper my boy i loved him Got to see Baby Kanan. I mean, a lot of cool stuff. And then obviously the finale. I mean, R.I.P. Camino. Like, you know, <laughs> geez, that was rough. But yeah, I loved it. I was so excited for season two. And it's been a great season so far uh, for me. What about you, Ange? Yeah, absolutely. Loved season one. Thought uh, we were just going to get kind of like playful Star Wars like we got today. But it started to unravel into something a lot bigger and connected into a lot of different areas of the galaxy. I think by the end of it, I was um, like in a psychology 101 class where I was, you know, <laughs> talking about how I thought Crosshair was a narcissist and, you know, uh that hunter was empathetic and i felt completely damaged by the relationship so it was a good time so um sometimes i can take animated star wars a little too seriously but i think that's when it's really good so um I, um i'm liking season two as well too we got pretty serious in the beginning and then today was very lighthearted and great that, yeah, that's exactly how it felt coming off of the very serious episode three, the solitary clone. They're like, all right, now let's lighten yeah. the mood a little bit, yeah. which mm -hmm. I, I do think it's a it's a interesting contrast to Crosshair and all of the serious dour stuff he's dealing with. And all of his brothers are just like running around the galaxy, having the time of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right, I feel like right. Bad Batch season one might have been 
the first season of like Star Wars animation that we started to really dig into like mm-hmm. the themes mm-hmm. and the message behind everything. Mm-hmm. We did it a little bit with uh, season seven of the Clone Wars, but when Bad Batch came along, we started taking animation a lot more serious. And yeah, yeah. there's there's some really dark stuff in there to, to explore. It's interesting yeah. that I think, uh, whereas most of the other series start young and age up with the audience the bad batch is building off it might as well be clone wars season eight the mm-hmm. way that it even yeah. shows in the first episode like the clone wars and it burns away to the bad batch so they're like no nah, like tech is or uh, crosshair is gonna have his troops uh kill someone with a flamethrower in episode four of <laughs> season one and you're like oh okay i wasn't really ready for that <laughs> <laughs> right and well then even the very beginning of season one too like just Seeing Order 66 again, just like obviously Dave Floney likes to tear our hearts apart. And seeing that, and then again, the progression, like you were saying, it, it got there's dark moments for sure. And it, it, that's kind of, I mean, it reminds, it reminds me of Rebels a lot, but there were dark moments in that show too, especially like season two, uh, or is it, yeah, season two or season three with Ezra. Mm-hmm. With Ezra. That was some yeah. dark, yeah, that was some dark stuff too. But yeah, I like the themes. I, I, I like what you said there, Molly, like the themes. Are really heavy in Bad Batch. If if you're looking for them, and if you really want to dive deep into it, they're there. Just like a lot of the good animation too. But yeah, Bad Batch specifically, very deep themes that you could pull, and it's just it's it's a really fun fun series so far. Like I think like we were all saying, it's kind of nice to get this episode like a breather because it was so serious the last episode. Like mm-hmm. okay, I'm ready to just have some fun silly Star Wars, and we got it this episode 100. percent Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, one more Alex. Oh, go I, ahead. I, I think it was the last stream that we did. We were talking about uh, whether or not Filoni realized, like, oh man, one day I'm going to have to show what happens to the clones <laughs> after Order 66 goes down and like what it means right. to be a soldier and like all this like really intense stuff. Do you think he thought about that? He was like, ah. Eh. I wouldn't be surprised if he and George like had those talks. Like, what do you think happens to the clones? And then oh, George yeah. probably said something terrible. And he's like, but we'll never show that. And, like, <laughs> no, yeah. We can't get to that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Too we soon, are. George. Too soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I have one more general question before we jump into this episode specifically. But who who is your top member of the Bad Batch to each of oh. you? Tech. 100% tech. He's my boy. I He's so funny. Like, I just love his matter-of-fact attitude. Like, again, today's episode, so many great tech, like, one-liners. But even, like, in season one, uh, just he's just so, to me, he's just so matter-of-fact. He's just so funny. But he's so smart and very intelligent. And he shows that in, in various ways. So, yeah, tech, tech's my boy for sure. Tech, tech's my boy. I'm going to have to go with Hunter. Uh I'm usually uh, like in a leadership role in my life. So to see other leaders uh, have to deal with uh, the the problems that they have to deal with. And it, especially that last episode in season two or season one with Crosshair and Hunter and him feeling responsible for like what happened with them. I'm a very empathetic person and I'm like, Oh man, I like really feel for him. Cause I know it's like tearing him up. And then I'm like, he's, he's not real Andrea. It's okay. <laughs> but um, Yeah. I connect with, with him uh, the most. And I think Wrecker's just fun. It's just good to have someone um, just there to have fun. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah, he's just there to eat. This episode, yeah. I, that too. every every scene, he's got like a stick of meat, and I, <laughs> I loved that. A different one too. Like uh-huh. it changes, and yeah, he's just yeah. there to be to be muscles, and so mm-hmm. he's just enjoying himself. That and Montel mix, man, that's his like two go tos apparently. Yeah, him and Omega. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that Sid brought him along, like specifically you muscles. I need you. And mm-hmm. he really doesn't do anything this episode. Like it's mm-hmm. all about tech. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that of the members of the batch in season one, uh, Echo got the least development and tech was probably second there. So yeah. it's really nice to see both of them getting more spotlight in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Tech especially, but yeah, Echo too. He had a nice, couple episodes those first episodes like that was nice to get him involved a little more yeah for sure mm-hmm. than season one i agree i agree and to give them some time specifically with omega too is yes. nice to see mm-hmm. like some one-on-one time with her and each of her various dads yeah because you didn't really get a lot of echo tech solo in season one with omega mm-hmm. i agree no. now yeah it's nice to see them together for sure but yeah. Andrew, were you okay with that? Not having Hunter in the mix at all? Like Hunter and Echo, just not even but in this episode, which I not even was in the strange. last episode either. So true, yeah. it's like when you only get a little bit of the batch, is is that the formula for a great episode? <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah, I I you know when we me and Lauren we talk about rebels a lot, and when the rebels team was kind of split off, it it felt like so separated, and I miss that family feeling. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now, hoping that the next couple episodes that we get into is just full um, Clone Force ninety nine, and we mm-hmm. just really get to feel the the synergy between all of them. Yeah. So I was we, gonna bring this comment up. We we made this joke several times already that they were delivering <laughs> delivering nerf nuggets. So they were basically nerf Uber nuggets. Eats drivers. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter, like, I wonder where they're giving those nerf nuggets to. And they had like a picture of Grogu. I'm like, that's just that's great. <laughs> I love Star Wars. <laughs> uh, you reminded me of I slightly off topic, but uh our good friend Brian Ward. Uh, put together mm. an excellent Photoshop of uh, the Mandalorian <laughs> season three trailer that's relevant. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dexter> Jester, <laughs> delivering DoorDash. Oh, that was good. I love that it. Is, who's behind uh, that door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also created, uh, relevant to today's episode, to bring it right back, uh, a great Oh, I love that one so much. Tech yeah. from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Brian Ward, so good. So good. So good. <laughs> Well, Lauren, uh, you posed the question before we went live. Uh, mm. Does does this episode, do you think the fandom is going to slap the F word on it? The filler mm-hmm. word. Uh, yeah. What What are your opinions on, is this episode filler or mm-hmm. does it offer more than just a little side adventure? I I think it, it definitely offers more if, if you're looking for it. Like, yeah, it could mm-hmm. on the surface, like seem like, oh, well, they're just doing like a random adventure you know it doesn't really mean much but if you look at really sid specifically this episode like there's just hints of like her story that we haven't really learned about and i'm like oh okay that's intriguing like let's you know they sprinkle that stuff in and then again a lot of tech i think we're i mean it was was a really big tech episode and i'm glad he's getting the 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 full frontal like 
Bad Batch on his own, like solo stuff, because he's a great character. And I think more, you know, we need to be talking about him more for sure. Um, but I think, again, overall, you know, again, Omega shows that she's the the heart and soul, like saying, hey, we need to do this for Sid. So there's a lot of just, again, that family theme that they keep, you know, trudging down, which is great. So I wouldn't I wouldn't use it as filler because I think it I think it will enhance the story moving forward. We just don't know it yet. I mean, right. again, like Andrea said, we always talk about rebels, you know, space whales in rebels. How long did that come back? And then season four, you know, blew everybody's mind. So I don't, I don't like to use the the filler word. I think every episode has its moments and it has its purpose for the story. And it's just like maybe we have to wait for it to to come to fruition. But it's there for sure. I mm -hmm. I 100% agree. There's something that they'll pull from it 100%. Yeah, I, I like I like the way you said. Just uh, it's there. There's meaning if you want to look for it. Like, yeah, yep, yeah. That, I love that. And yeah. I think I remember the creators uh, saying in, in an interview at some point, like, you will see everything come back in oh, each yeah. of these episodes. So like, if you skip one, just know that like, there's going to be something in there that will come back <laughs> around in a different episode. And like, yeah. all the stuff with Sid in this one, I feel yes. it feels like it's going to come back because there was that really eerie uh, warning from uh, what's it? The big guy, Malegi. Malegi sounds like Milady. Malady. 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 He actually turned out to be like a, a decent person, and he was like, "No, we're square." But let me just warn you about people like mm -hmm. Sid. Like she may not always be worth the fight, or you know, on your side and all that. So right. I was like, "Ooh." That's going to come back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would call him a decent person in right. the end, but it is interesting to see the bad guy be like, hey, watch out for her. Yeah. yeah. Our crime yeah. bosses ever good people. Right. <laughs> Fair. Fair. What word did he, he called them hustlers or something? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we never change. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Record yeah. kept calling them gangsters. I love the way you said gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wrecker. We love him. <laughs> I, I did like Malegi. I thought he was uh, a, a fun addition, and he's definitely mm -hmm. someone I think will probably come back as well. I felt like mm. after the race, the setting up of the, the racer wanting to shoot them all, and he stops them, partially because it's like he gave his word, but also maybe he's just like, it's not the right time. We'll get right. it later, something like that. Yeah, it feels like that thread is going to be pulled again sometime down the line for sure again this we have 16 episodes right i mean we're only what one quarter through the season so we have plenty of time math. to keep going yeah you know <laughs> math. Math. doing, doing the, math. the math kids the the math. Stream. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell you anything else but i knew that for sure. yeah. this episode reminded me a lot of infested from uh mm, last yeah. season mm -hmm. which was one of my favorite episodes but also got mm -hmm. the tag of filler um, from the Twitter crowd, but it was, you know, we can defend animation and say, oh, animation is cinema, animation is, is serious, but sometimes it's just Saturday morning fun and afternoon fun, and you just want to see your heroes, like, go through a mission and mm -hmm. then make sure that everybody is okay. So that's what I really liked about this episode, and then it's nice to think that there will be some hints of 
something to come later. So I thought it was really great to see Tech kind of annoyed in the beginning with uh, the talk of missions and this person's on this mission and we're doing another mission. Every time we end up on Ord Mantel and I see Sid, I think, man, really? We're still hanging out with Sid? I can't, <laughs> I thought we were done with this. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it it's going to be like interesting. I think they're really going to get us to that point where that relationship is going to have to end and there's going to be some sort of uh, repercussions for whatever Sid's doing. They said her full name too. I can't remember what uh, it was. Sidering yeah. Scaleback. Have we heard, is that the first time we've heard that before? Did we know that was her full name? I don't. Uh, that's I mean, the I first don't I heard of it. Yeah, I don't recall them using it before. Yeah, for sure. No, I, Andrea, I kind of agree with you that like you can look at so much in different animation, like Rebels, like oh, again, Space Whales, but it's all going to matter in the end. You know, it, it always will for me anyway. And like you said, Molly, even the creators are like. You better keep watching like yeah don't don't skip anything because it's all gonna come back so I, I think it's interesting the way that just content is now storytelling tv series like it used to be just you watched a show to see the characters get into shenanigans every week i mean that's right. kind of the sitcom <laughs> format like happy days didn't really have any ongoing uh plot line that you had to right. keep up with mm -hmm. um but over time especially in like big geeky franchises i feel like yeah people expect to learn something new about the universe and yeah uh there's a lot of expectations on every little thing but uh sometimes an episode can just be fun and even though i do yes. think this this episode uh is going to push the story forward i was i was entertained for 25 minutes mm -hmm. regardless like i really liked the race oh uh, yeah that was so cool yeah yeah the race was Again, it's very different, right? We were used to pod racing, right? And this is called riot racing. And we were talking before we, we jumped on, like, the different kinds of races that are out there. Like, I like I totally forgot that there was, you know, Han, like we talked about uh, before we jumped on, in Bloodline, Han was doing, like, shipping racing. There's pod racing. And then, you, and then you brought up, Alex, about resistance. Like, they were racing. So there's been different forms of racing. But this was really, really cool to see how they again it was more all all droids mainly one like non-human racer until tech comes in so it was it was exciting to see it gave you fan of the menace vibes for sure and the sound design was really good though too i thought like mm -hmm. sound yeah. was really really good in this episode i was listening to four centers talk about this episode and i like what they said about uh finally they just made uh, a version of pod racing where like all the cheating is is legal like you can use little like <laughs> tiny saws point. and and like grappling hooks and stuff they're like all that stuff's already happening so let's just call it riot racing and make it chaos <laughs> i mean so throwing stuff into other people's engines and using flamethrowers and stuff and i don't think anyone's <laughs> slapping him on the wrist and saying oh Sebulba, don't you do that now <laughs> yeah that's a very good point alex <laughs> But, They're like, but yeah, we like, have another league for you. Maybe you should be over here in riot racing. It, okay, do you think? Because at first, that that racer that uh, Te Teo goes up against, we thought that he might be Clegg Holdfast. Do you mm. do you think Sebulba would make the the switch from pod racing over to riot racing, or is he going to stick so. with what he knows? I think he would. Right? He, I mean, he's kind of that 
shady character. I mean, I think that would be right up his alley to like win money doing what he can, you know, like cheating, but it's all legal now. So yeah, I think <laughs> heck yeah, put in Sebulba. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 would change from pad racing to riot racing, hundred percent. He would either be really excited to switch over to that or like no, that's so beneath me. <laughs> right. That's yeah. a good that's a smaller that's track. Those are smaller. Have you ever heard things. of the Boon to Eve class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got bigger races where I'm at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved how uh when tech started, he was in last and record was on there saying, like, you're losing. Like anybody that's in Mario Kart, like plays Mario Kart knows <laughs> you either have to be way in the front or way in the back. Cause if you're in the middle, <laughs> you're getting hit by everything. So his strategy did work out pretty well if you were playing as your <laughs> That's I exactly literally just said Alex. all of that. And I was we, like, oh, I, that's where I live in Mario Kart. It's like, oh, <laughs> always in the middle. I'm like, oh, no. It's the worst. My, our friends, we call it the grinder, where if you're in like fourth to eighth place, you're just getting hit with everything and yeah. you cannot succeed. But if you're in last place, yeah, you're going to get stars, lightning bolts, blue shells. Yeah. If you're in first place, uh, you just got to hold out as long as you can. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the yeah. middle is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> This whole episode, like after we saw it for the first time, I was like, "We have Mario Kart and Star Wars now, and mm -hmm. I love it." Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really do. We really with, do. With like the little tunnels, and there's like the shortcut, but it's dangerous. Yeah, you need a mushroom <laughs> to go in there. You need right. extra speed. <laughs> that's and what like, Tech did, right? He got he yep. gave himself the mushroom, right? Yeah, yeah. Tech basically like getting rid of his weapons was like getting that bullet if you're in last place and it shoots you up right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try that next time I play Mario Kart. I'm gonna play completely defensively, and I'm gonna see what happens. If, I, if I'm not focused on screwing over my friends, <laughs> maybe I can win. <laughs> we need we need a report back on that, Alex. Yeah. So we need to know if that strategy is working out for you for sure. I'm going to apply the lessons from the Bad Batch to real life Mario Kart scenarios, <laughs> as, they as they intended. As yeah, that's film. what they want. Yeah, this is all they intended for sure. Yeah. Matt Machinipitz, who uh, wrote the episode, he's just fed up with Mario Kart. And he's like, if everyone were just chill, I could win a race. <laughs> this is yeah, his mantra now, for sure. <laughs> I like, too, how, again, it, we talk about the comedy in this episode. Like, I was laughing, like, Me too. so much. Like, I mean, again, we'll, we'll probably talk about Teo, but, oh, my God. Ben Schwartz. We can talk about that. Oh, did, okay. Oh, did, there he is. Oh, Teo, sharing, yeah. Yep, All right, let's start with Andrea. Fountaio. Fountaio. That was my favorite part because it was just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And then Wrecker's like, Fountaio. Most of him. Found him. <laughs> yeah, just my, just my Teo. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks good. That's oh, good. yeah, look at that. <laughs> we, it's like we, either Teo or a mix of uh, Grievous. Yeah, <laughs> I love it how his head spins. Like, yeah, yeah, can go yeah, yeah. backwards and forwards. So I also drew Teo, and I Ooh. like he looks kind of monstrous when you don't know that he's a droid, and you're just kind of drawing. <laughs> like, there's I a lot that. of moving parts to his face, but I I tried to get him doing the worst, the John. Oh Raffio yeah, oh, John oh god. <laughs> uh, oh but, yeah. yeah, Lord and I were both talking about John Ralphio is. Back in Star Wars, technically he helped voice BB-8, but uh, to to have just his voice and me be like, that's just Ben Schwartz, and yeah. he's just acting like John Ralphio, but he's right. a droid. <laughs> he that was so the best many, part. Yeah, he had so many funny lines, and like 
all this all of his banter with tech was like i ah, stupid human like <laughs> you don't stand a chance and then when they're fixing him and he has that moment where he's like where are my arms and legs yeah <laughs> like that's so, so great yeah i like honestly but when he gets hit for like the second time and just before he races and then his last words are like i regret nothing like <laughs> I, I, I hope they like, bring him back. Oh, right. He survived. He can be rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I love, when I figured out that was Ben Schwartz, I just could not stop thinking of John Raphael. And just, I was just like, yep, that, that is John Raphael, like you said, Alex, in droid form. And it was just chef's kiss. I loved it. I loved it so much. One of the first <laughs> things I read after the episode was over, I, I hopped on one of the Reddit discussions and someone said, I'm in love with Teo. Edit. No, Teo. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately <laughs> taken away. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. He can pop back up. He yeah. can be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little less chatter, a little more spanner. Oh, mm-hmm. God, that was a good line, too. Which, yeah. And I liked that he looked like he was built out of car parts or engine parts or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That was such a fun stylistic choice. Um, yeah. I thought he like this episode. I kind of thought, Oh, people are going to call this filler and it's going to be a rough day. And most people seem to love it. And when mm-hmm. Teo popped up, I was like, Oh, people who don't already know and like Ben Schwartz might dislike <laughs> this character, but I've not seen anyone say anything bad about Teo. I haven't looked very hard, but it, yeah. it seems like the, the response was good. He yeah. was like the perfect mix of goofy, but like quippy, like with really good comebacks. And just yeah. the, the humor was there without being too silly. So, yeah, yeah. I think most people liked him. He kind of had L337 vibes where oh, he, yeah. he Ooh, seemed cobbled together and he seemed more free of programming and like he's just doing what he loves he loves racing it seems yeah. like yeah i i love too. like again his line when i think it was a record like are you gonna win or whatever he says and he's like i'm not gonna answer that <laughs> yeah i am i am gonna <laughs> win <laughs> <laughs> like it's just those lines were so we're just so good and then what really i i was laughing so hard when those announcers win that one like racers like laser bolts hit somebody and then you mm-hmm. see them and they fall They're like oh yeah this is just a reminder uh you are at your own risk for watching <laughs> this, this race i was just like oh my god that's fantastic that mm-hmm. came out of nowhere i was like did that yeah. did that guy just die right the right <laughs> and they like shoved it off and then people like around them too it was so funny re-watching it like the people around him like looked and they're like oh well so then they started like drinking whatever i was like oh god I'm it's fit, very very much a cantina moment of like oh yeah. just cut that guy's arm off oh well right oh, well. yeah so anyway <laughs> back, back to the music yeah right yeah back to the race yeah yeah it was fun i love this there episode. was a there's a similar moment where the racer that hits him for the second time after he gets out he just has this like little shrug like oh sorry oh yeah the driver <laughs> That was really funny too. Yeah, there's just a lot of good moments, good moments. But then again, like we talked about, like serious though was Sid too, because again, you that relationship between her and Milady um, <laughs> was very interesting. And I feel like again, you can pull that thread, like we we're talking about, like how do they know each other? Because obviously, their their past is very connected. Yeah, how do and they even, know each other? Yeah, and then even right, and then even Tech was like, 
uh, that seems personal. She's like, it's just business. So like, there's something definitely more between those two. And I, I hope we get to dive into that because it was yeah. interesting. I, I was intrigued with that for sure. With that That's, part of the story. Of everything in the episode, I think the thing that will definitely come back is uh, Malegi's warning about Sid that mm-hmm. she might betray them down the line or as she asserts, like, and I feel like she's pretty genuine when she says people can change. So mm-hmm. uh, th- this is one of the questions that I wrote down. Uh, Andrea, I'll throw it to you first. Do you think down the line, will Sid remain loyal to the batch or will she turn on them? Uh, I believe that she will stay loyal and I will go back to the infested episode because when Roland took Omega, no, when the Pikes took Omega, uh, Sid was the one that was really about like getting her back. And um, it was interesting to see like that she keeps putting them in these situations and just keeps using them for missions and using them for her own gain. Because I felt like when we got out of season one, she was different but no we're we just keep going back to the same old Sid uh I do not think she'll betray them I just don't think that that's the message in Star Wars most of the time it's usually that um I can make a mistake and if I do make a mistake there's people there to accept me for it and I can I can change and be better just like you know she has said before that people are different so it will be interesting I just don't I don't want Sid to be the bad guy in right i think that that part is for crosshair so if i just i hope she's not the bad guy that's not who i want yeah lauren what do you think yeah i i don't think she'll i I mean i agree with Ange. i don't think she'll betray him but i mean now there is that seed of doubt now though because again we don't we don't know too much of her history yet right like i mean we don't know a ton of what she's been through or like her previous life but i i go back to in episode one you know she her warning to hunter about you know listen the empire is taking over this is going to end like our relationship this isn't going to last forever so you need to do a big score like she tried to get them to do and so i think she sees the end like an end game to it at to a point of like we have to we're gonna have to split away at some point, but I don't think she'll do it and like betray them. I agree. I, I I just feel like they've been through so much. Like you said, Andrea, in that episode, like they, they helped her and in infested in season one. They've done even tech mentions in this episode. Like how many times have we've helped her with, you know, these unruly people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think she, she knows that they're there for her and I think she cares for him, but she just does that tough out outer exterior to show that, you know, but she deep down, I think she cares about them and cares what's going to happen to them. And I think that's why she was trying to have them in the very beginning of the season, like get that big loot. And so they can get away and be safe. Like, I think she cares, but in her own Sid way, if that makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. Molly. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I agree with everyone else. I, I think we'll see her ultimately stay loyal to the Bad Batch, especially like Andrea said, her relationship with Omega in the first season, Mm -hmm. that kind of really get a little bit closer and she seems to really like her. She likes the rest of the Bad Batch because they get stuff done for her, but I think deep down she 
appreci appreciates them. But the way that we got this this warning at the end of this, this episode, I feel like we might see her continue to stumble in whether or not she's going to help them or hurt them. And I think it's more about just like with Crosshair, Omega sees Crosshair like turn them down again and again and stay on the side of the Empire instead of coming back with them. And I think we're going to continue to see Omega witness people who maybe don't change for the better. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's hard to say, but yeah, I think ultimately she will support them and be loyal, but I think it's good for Omega to see her waver a little bit so that she knows that that's just how it is sometimes. And people can be like that. It's, it's think... the Obi-Wan line of people are not all good, Leia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a survivalist, right? I mean, this is what she's been doing. She's been surviving. So there is that, like you said, Molly, that seed of doubt, like, I mean, would she turn on them just to keep surviving and to keep what she's doing? I mean, we hope not. And I don't think she would, but yeah, I mean, we don't know now. Because again, that little seed of doubt from Milady like <laughs> kind of puts you puts you in that frame for sure. We're gonna I like have to Photoshop a fedora on him. Yeah, mm -hmm. we do. Aside yeah. where from are you? We're in the in the High Republic. I like this point where like let's see a tr Trandoshan just be a good guy. Yeah, poor gear. And I was talking about the the Dewootans as well. Every we've mm. only seen really three major ones, but they've always been, uh, or should I say four, but th th they're almost always bad and show up to be muscle as well. Yeah. Um, the ninth sister probably used to be good. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I agree that I, I think that the story will be that she sides with them, does not betray them, but by setting up this intrigue surrounding her, I think they are going to, give her a big choice to make so that when that time comes, we will look back at this episode and be like, Oh, what's she going to do? They were all warned. And yeah. and now we have to wait and see what, what way she's going to go. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting choice now though, for her too. Cause again, I think it will come down to like her surviving or her helping them. I think maybe that's the choice that will come to her and i think that's what she'll ultimately hopefully choose is helping them and then again hopefully she survives i mean i don't want her to you know uh i don't want to lose her in this season or this or this show because i think she's a very interesting character um because i i really want to know more about her connections with her friend fee and the pirates because hmm. i want hondo and Naka back <laughs> yeah. i want them in animation and maybe yes. that's the way we get in hondo in Bad Batch, because it would make sense. I I know you guys were talking about this on one of your Lego builds about like Hondo and I think the connections there, especially with Sid and this her friend. So like, and he's been in every single like major animation like Clone Wars, Rebels. I mean, I think Dave Filoni likes him some Hondo Naka. I think secretly, so I think he'll I think he'll throw him in there. I hope I hope he's he's in Bad Batch season two. Yeah, yeah it feels I, like I, we I, haven't seen him in a while, and I just where is he? Yeah. <laughs> Hondo watch, right? Yeah, Hondo watch. Where is he? <laughs> he, can, he can fit in just about any story, any situations. Yeah, I, I really hope to see him in this. And that's a good point about Fee, because like as soon as we saw her 
I was like, oh, this is interesting because she's kind of she's got her feet up on Sid's desk and she's mm-hmm. like she, she's like a boss to Sid. So I am interested to see their dynamic going forward and where Hondo could crash the party. Yeah, no, definitely crash the party for sure. <laughs> that would be Hondo style. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, while we're kind of talking about Sid a little bit, uh, I was going to bring up the super chat from Sean Room. Thank you, Sean. What skeletons do we think she has in her closet? Because we got some hints to her past. Uh, what do we think she and Lee got up to in the past? Was it more than just like a little smuggling and odd jobs here or there? Ooh. Yeah, that, I don't know. To me, will we get some some Cad Bane, you know? Will we get some uh force using children smuggling out of out of Sid or something like mm, that? Was she whoa, that deep yeah. in those types of things? And that's mm. why she knows that uh the empire and and what's coming is not great because maybe she has a little bit of uh like background information on Palpatine or or the any of that that used to go on and that you know if you think of what was it the holocron heist for uh with Cad Bane in, in Clone Wars mm. maybe Sid had had an inside track on that she seems to have been around for a while I get the feeling that like there's going to be an episode where I'm just going to like throw papers in the air and say that's it like I'm done with Sid <laughs> over this I mean yeah this episode made me really mad at her i was like come on like don't use them so much to this point where you're just trying to you know go and gamble on this race and you're (laughs) you're just bringing them along to be your backup yeah it definitely seemed like there was some something that she had planned maybe to go and like she knew she was going to get in some sort of confrontation with maleki so she was like, I need Wrecker to come. And she's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to make a dumb bet. That was my kind of sticking point with the episode was that the whole setup was just like, Sid is being dumb. But gamblers mm-hmm. make dumb decisions all the time. So, right. yeah, like, I, I think that was all on purpose. But I was just, yeah, very frustrated with her. Yeah, I, I mean, again, the skeletons, it could be so many. I mean, that's a good point, Andrea, like. What does she know? How deep does she know things that she's not telling the Bad Batch? I mean, maybe she does know more than she's leading on. Um, that'd be really interesting if she is tied to that type of like smuggling stuff. That'd be really interesting. Because again, I mean, the more we learn about Sid, the more I think hopefully we'll learn that maybe she's trying to rectify maybe her past a little bit. Maybe that's what she's doing with the Bad Batch in some way, shape, or form that like She's trying to, you know, exercise those like skeletons and like be there for the Bad Batch because of what she has done in the past. And again, maybe this is slowly her past catching up to her. Maybe this is like maybe the beginning of it with um with her encounter with her old friend today. So yeah, my lady. It's, it's gonna be interesting. My lady, my lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. interesting, very interesting. She had that line where she says, I might surprise you and that, like that was a, a hopeful line. Like maybe she is mm-hmm. trying to adjust her life and and change yeah. her ways a little bit. But it maybe at this point, I don't know how long the Bad Batch has been working for her at this point. But mm-hmm. it might just be habit of like, okay, I want to go do this thing. 
Hey muscles, hey goggles. Hey kid, <laughs> right. come with me. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. She she treats them like employees, and so then mm-hmm. I think when Omega steps up to help her, that's what really surprises her. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that they like me. Maybe it's a strong word for tech. At least I mm-hmm. think Omega is like Sid is my friend. <laughs> tech is like, ugh, gotta help her again. Yeah. yeah. Well, Omega tends to see the best in everyone, right. or at least yeah. try to. So, yes, yeah. it, it was nice to see her try to fight for Sid and remind Tech and Wrecker, like, no, that we have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe that even gives Sid, like you're kind of saying, Molly, like hope that, like, maybe she's never had people that cared for her. Like, again, there's probably a lot of that. Who knows? Type of, you know trauma or whatnot back in her, you know, in her early life. So having these people, you know, like having these people care for her, it's probably very different. So she probably doesn't know how to act, but like now that again, I think you were totally right. I think that, you know, you would be surprised was very genuine. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think it was like her like acting, like trying to put on a face for her friend. Like, I think she really is trying to change for the better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get the sense that she probably just never was shown any loyalty in the first place. I mean, she yeah. probably came up with people like Malegi and other gangsters, and none of them are loyal to one another. So the fact that someone else just finally showed her a little bit of kindness, she's like, yeah. oh, that's a possibility in this world? So. <laughs> right. Especially in the business she works. And then, right. I mean, and she probably started seeing that in season one. I mean, we saw that again. They've helped. They helped her so many times. You know, I mean, you know, she had Omega like, you know, do the whole chess game or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. But, you know, in season one, that's what she had her do. And it helped her. You know, it helped Sid and it helped the Bad Batch, you know, like clear their debt a little bit. So I think she feels and she sees even them caring for Omega. Maybe that's a big thing for her, too, like seeing them care for somebody else. And maybe, mm-hmm. again, she never felt that. And now she's feeling that from them now. And it, it's a, probably a big deal for her, for sure, for sure. Star every Wars time it's all about found family. Yep. Every time she sends them on a mission, though, this is the mission that's going to get them out of the hole, <laughs> get away from her. But yet, still come back like all the time to Ord Mantell, and I'm like, all right, man, this is where we are. Well, I they didn't really... get any of the shiny stuff from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I um, I found it really interesting during Andor, and I mentioned this on our show, and Lauren blew me off because I don't know why, but. <laughs> When the uh, ISB, they were talking about like different things they're concentrating on. They brought up Ord Mantel. And I was like, mm. like, do mm. they know the batches on there? Or do they know like something's going on there? Is who like what's going on with that? So I just found it, it interesting that that was a location drop in Andor. I think yeah. that's fun. Yeah. That's I like that connection. Maybe they, they know about Sid. And yeah. They mentioned Kessel as well, which could connect to star wars rebels or to solo a star wars story yep mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's one of those things that it could mean everything or it was just a fun easter egg <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah well we'll know hopefully down the line but it's also one of those things that like tony gilroy definitely seemed like uh he wrote insert planet names here and <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> people who were more in the know would come along and say let's name these planets so yeah. it very well could have been an Easter egg. I don't think Tony Gilroy dropped, decided what planets to say in that moment. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, definitely. I, Tony Gilroy 
was that was not his. <laughs> he was just like, here's the story. If you guys want right. to fill in like the little stuff, yeah, go ahead. I love the edit, man. That would be a fun job to be like the the Star Wars Mad Libs person. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <just> like... <laughs> I need a noun. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> need a proper noun. Yeah. Proper planet. Yeah. I need planets. I need species. What you guys got for me? Yeah. That, <laughs> that would be a fun job. That'd be a really fun job. Well, uh, we, we haven't really talked about tech much. So uh, Molly and Lauren, the, the two tech heads, we should find a, a way to a fandom name for people who love tech. But uh, what what did you think of this episode? How did you enjoy seeing a tech centric episode? I loved it. I like seeing I like seeing tech be humanized a little bit more, especially in this episode, because he has all that banter with the the racing droid about like strategy and analyzing things and it kind of all comes down in the end to his human abilities and his abilities to to make decisions as a human so i like that aspect of it and when they first get there he's he has a line that's kind of like i don't know enough about this event to be able to do it but then throughout the episode he's like analyzing things and he's like i know this series of ship and it's got this and this and so by the end he's like yeah i know how to do this i've analyzed mm -hmm. it all so <laughs> it makes sense and he's really good at it so i i love just seeing a plan like that go through and and work out for him and like every time he's like i got this when when wrecker's like you have to be in the front to win. And he's like, don't worry. <laughs> I got this. It's funny. He, you know, he says it's called strategy wrecker. And to jump back to the beginning of the episode, watching wrecker trying to learn strategy by playing Omega mm. in hollow chess. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah. And, and you brought that, that up earlier when we were doing our commentary that uh, in the beginning wrecker there, the bet is like two, mantel mixes like it's it basically doubles the bet and you were like maybe that's why omega is like we'll double it if oh yeah you you let us race again and so wrecker's like think... teaching omega how to gamble omega's <laughs> teaching him how to play hollow chess and he's teaching her how to gamble how to wager. yeah she, she didn't really know what double or nothing meant but yeah <laughs> I love that. Two mantel mixes. Yeah, two mantel mixes. Yeah, I, I'm so glad we got more tech because, again, the the idea of him being able to strategize it and analyze it and not just be like this kind of crafty um, pilot, which he kind of is. I mean, he really is a good he's a good pilot. That's like, true. He is the pilot of the Havoc Marauder. Yeah. So I mean, but him being able to again receive the information and being able to break it down to where he knew he had to like, you know, drop all the weapons to be more maneuverable and to be a lot faster. Like that's just tech in his, like, you know, his happy place. I feel like like that's just like his, that's what he loves to do. And he's so good at it. And it's fun to see him thrive for me. Cause I, again, he is kind of that like matter of fact, bad batch, but they always look to him though, for obviously 
statistics and like analyzation. So that's just what he's really good at. I, I thought you were going to call him a matter of fact, bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he is a matter of fact, bad bitch. I mean, he really is for sure. But I, I love that again, in very tech fashion, when, you know, Wrecker and Omega come up to him like, Oh my God, you did. He's like, you're surprised. Like, I just love, like he has so much faith in himself that he's going to do it. Like he doesn't like, it doesn't register that he would feel that other people would, don't believe that he could do it. Like, I just, I just love that about him. Like, he's just so, I don't know if you want to cut self-confidence, but like, he's just very, he's very assured of what his abilities are. And he knows that if he can, you know, analyze it and break it down to what he knows, he's going to, you know, be able to be successful and succeed. And he does obviously in this episode. So it's, it's just fun to see tech be, be tech. I love it. And again, he's so funny and just so matter of fact, that's just, that's one of my favorite qualities of him for sure. I will I will bring up my drawing because my favorite part of this was at the end when the the crowd was chanting his name, which yes. I mean, for yeah. the Bad Batch in general, they had to I mean, they always were working with themselves like off on secret missions. So they didn't even have any other clones to kind of cheer them on. So like that was a really special moment for him. And so I drew him this little. Aww, <laughs> I love it. Sad and that is so happy, happy, happy <laughs> crying anime Aww, eye. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Giving them the Han Solo salute too. I love yeah. that. That was a nice little. I love it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, please make Tech a celebrity in the Riot Racing world. Even though they're they're trying to be stealthy and like yeah. stay on the down low, he's like, I love this kind of. I hope <laughs> now that we find out later on, like he, uh, let's just. I hope they survive and like we find out like tech has been doing like riot racing like he's right. like big in the oh, yeah, <laughs> big into it. yeah, it's, yeah. I, I looked yeah. up the tweet that i saw this morning uh from at qve sarah because uh, it was very funny but it's hunter in the first two episodes being like the empire thinks we're dead we have to lay low cut to <laughs> everyone cheering tech's tech. name <laughs> in a giant stadium like <laughs> Low profile, right? I, I want to see the scene next week of Hunter. Like, well, we delivered those Nerf nuggets, and then he's like, what did you do while we were gone? Well, they we get they come, the it comes off across the hollow net of like yeah. tech winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do know now from the last episode that the Empire doesn't care about their names; they only care about their numbers. numbers. Mm. So maybe they'll be like Tech. Who's Tech? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just need another clone to, to see the hollow feet of recognized tech and be like, wait a minute, they're supposed to be dead. Right, right. Maybe right, Crosshair right. will see it be like, oh man, they're having so much fun. <laughs> Redemption for Crosshair. I'm I'm for it. I hope that's I hope that's where we're going with his character. Because I was be, it'd be interesting. I was surprised that tech even volunteered to race, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Going up into that moment, I was ready for here we go. Omega's going to race. She's force sensitive. She's going to be able to get through the race. <laughs> We're in the Phantom Menace. Like, here we are. I know this is what's happening. And then when he volunteered, I was like, oh, all right. Okay. I'll go for I this. did think of the, the Anakin line of like, I'm the only human that can do it. And yep. wondering like if it's the same for Riot Racing. Riot Racing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you think tech could pod race? I think so. Ooh. Give him, yeah, let him watch it. I think he could do it. Yeah, I bet you he could. I bet you just, just to piss Anakin, Anakin off. And yeah. be like, <laughs> Actually, you're wrong. You're not right. It's just like very we, we dead. We talked end. about that before. It's like, Better you know, bad. Anakin's a nine year old boy. 
He's only ever really lived on Tatooine. So how does he know he's you know, the only right. human who can pod race? <laughs> Maybe on Tatooine, but who, like, whatever. Right. I played the N64 game. I can pod race. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. We all can pod race. Someone brought up, it was really funny, too, in the chat about, like, when they were saying all the announcer's name, like, this guy, and, like, tech. tech. What does he do? Who else Go is this tech? guy? Like, <laughs> what's his name that's it like i just love that that was so good even I when he wins very... he's like it's tech right tech yeah <laughs> it's very wrestling announcer like there's yeah. not more to your name and your persona right <laughs> i love it so much it was so good i love when star wars goes like silly like that it's just mm -hmm. fun <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a I mean, and like we said, after the the seriousness of last week and really the seriousness of all of Andor, because Andor didn't really have an episode like this where it's like, let's let Cassian Ooh. do something fun. Even on his beach vacation, it went terribly. So yeah, it's like, yeah. let's have a series where we can just like mellow out, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good cleanser for sure. Like the Bad Batch in between Andor and then obviously Mandalorian. Which again, wow, great trailer um, to sidetrack. But it was, it's a good, like, we're getting like a nice little, like, again, kind of breather of just some fun, silly Star Wars. And that's what I love about animation, Star Wars animation specifically. Like, it's just, it's just fun. You can enjoy it, but it still has those deep themes, like you, like you said up top, Molly. Like, it's just, it, it does. If you're looking for it, it's there. And it's just, it's really fun, fun Star Wars mm -hmm. to, to watch yeah. and enjoy. The Bad Batch is a nice sorbet. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like a pickled piece of ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since you bring up the Mandalorian and we're we're almost coming up on an hour, uh, we, we have another super chat from Brennan Mystical Mar that I was going to bring up because it's directed at both of you. Hello there, right. Andrea and Lauren. Oh, Brennan. How, how excited are you for 2023 in Star Wars? And I'll throw in, what what are you most excited for? Oh, God. Uh, 2023, just the content. Uh, first of all, I feel bad for you two because there's so so much you're going to have to, like, <laughs> write down and, like, do videos on. So this will keep us busy. God bless yeah. you both. Yeah, God bless Fine. you both. Um, but, no, 2023, I, there is. I mean, we have, we have Bad Batch. We have Ahsoka. We have uh, Skeleton Crew, I think, right? Has, is that the mm -hmm. other one? And then who knows what else we might get for sure but visions. star wars celebration yeah visions I mean, also we have celebration this year i i think for me i i'm very excited for ahsoka mm -hmm. just because again andrea and i were we're huge rebel fans we mm -hmm. love ahsoka she's one of our favorite characters and to know that we're gonna get these you know get the get the crew together in live action i just I cannot wait. I mean, I, I know you guys, I think you guys were there too at Celebration when they did the whole um, sneak peek and about lost my, <laughs> lost my mind when we saw all that. Like, oh, I just, I can't wait for Ahsoka. I'm very excited for, for that show specifically, 100% for 2023. I get chills just thinking about I being do, in that know. room and seeing that stuff. I'm wow. Like, Having the mural, just seeing it's the mural happening. again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Guys, I texted you, there. Andrea. It's terrible. I I'm like, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> I, there. Oh. I texted Andrea. I'm like, I was screaming at work. Yeah, I was like, like <laughs> in the middle of a warehouse, like, ah! I texted her. I'm like, we just saw live action Sabine, literally the end of you know Rebels, pointing at the mural, and she was just like, she lost. It. I lost it. <laughs> I wasn't even there, and I lost it. Yeah, I'm really excited for Ahsoka too, but I really am excited for Mando season three. Mm -hmm. I miss 
uh, Mando. I miss seeing Grogu. Um, I'm really excited that that's going to be kind of like an adventure show. You know, we're going to different places. I can't wait to see new new planets. Can't wait to see what Mandalore is going to look like in, in live action. So I am most excited for Mando season three. And other than that, yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, this the third season of Mandalorian just looks the scale is so much bigger. Yeah, huge. and there's so many more Mandalorians, and yeah, more locations, bigger, more important locations like Mandalore. It it blows my mind. And in that new trailer, we didn't even get any of Bo-Katan stuff. Like we've I know, seen some right? of it in the the other trailers, but I was like, I almost forgot about her side of things after that trailer. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I'm i going to cry when I see Grogu again. <laughs> that that was just... one of my favorite things about the new trailer is mm-hmm. I feel like watching the trailers for season one and two, I'd be like, all right, there's a desert planet. There's a snow planet. Like you can kind of group <laughs> the shots together and be like, there's an episode. Here's an episode. And then this one, I'm like, there's so much stuff. It's all over the place. And I can't even begin to predict what's going to happen. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like tonally too. I like the the teaser trailer was very Mando and like Bo Bo-Katan centric. Really, this one it gave you that more of that fun, like you're saying, Andrea, fun adventure. We have the mm-hmm. you know the the boys are back. You know, Mando <laughs> Grogu. Like we're gonna have some fun. Like it gave you that kind of feeling. But I, I just know I feel like we just know it's gonna have some really like dark moments for sure. You know, it's going to have some We're serious stuff. We're going to see Order 66 again. Oh, God. Yes, again. <sighs> again. How are we going to get that answer, right, of Grogu? Right. Are we going to get Grogu's it? I hope so. going to be processing his trauma, mm. continuing to, to work through all of that, and maybe we'll see mm. who who saves him. Yeah. Yeah, we could get that answer. Hopefully, we'll see. There was someone, uh, I think it was on our Patreon, because I was speculating that the city planet is Hosnian Prime and not Coruscant. But someone mm-hmm. was like, what if it's Coruscant? And what if Din takes Grogu to the Jedi Temple, which would now be the former Imperial Palace? But like, that's kind of what mm-hmm. brings those memories back. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like, like that. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah I like that. It's going to be good either way. We know that. <laughs> it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, it, it is just about 7 o'clock our time here, so we will let both of you go. But before you do, there are already uh, links to the Galactic Podcast in the description, all your socials. But let everyone know uh, what your podcast is about and where people can find you. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you two for having us on. This was so much fun. I love yeah. talking Star Wars and especially with you two. Very, very fun. Um, yeah. I mean, glad to podcast. It's me and Andrea. We talk a variety of different um, Star Wars topics where we do recaps of the different shows. So we are on Twitter and Hive at the Galactic Pod. And then we're on all the major platforms, um, Apple Pod, Google Play, Spot. Spotify, all the big stuff. And then you can follow me at Laura Knowles on Twitter and um, Hive as well. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. I tweet about BTS and Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> if you want hot takes on Star Wars, just don't don't even think about it. <laughs> you get all the hot, hot takes on the show from us. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and they're hot. They are coming in hot most, most Sunday mornings. Yeah. Mostly from you. Mostly from you, I will say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Honestly, I mean, you, you had a couple takes today that I was like, oh, really? Like the infested episode of season one. Like, I, I kind of want to talk about that at a later time. Just a, mm -hmm. that was maybe my least favorite episode of season one. Oh, I so I, I, I'd love to hear uh, more about why you love it so much. But, we should rewatch it now. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really meant to watch season one again before season two. And I just couldn't find the time. So <laughs> I feel I feel bad now. I feel like it would have informed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That, the episodes they're almost identical i'm telling you the it, it's very they're very close and instead of milady it was roland as the crime <laughs> boss you know and sid gets captured or gets taken held hostage omega gets, gets held hostage you know so they were very similar but they just had that nice fun like scooby-doo feeling you know you just <laughs> you're just there to um to be a hero and help for for 20 minutes so. yeah <laughs> it's good stuff good stuff that's great uh well thanks again We've got a sean saying great guests thanks for being you uh thank you Th yeah thank you both for being you and for coming and talking <laughs> with us for an hour uh have a great rest of your evening you too you guys have fun thanks we'll, bye. We'll bye talk soon <laughs> all right talk soon <laughs> bye Later. That was fun. That was great. They're, they're great. <laughs> I love hearing hearing their takes on all this stuff and also just all the all the tech love. You know, yeah, he deserves sure. yeah. he deserves it. Yeah, you you have to listen to me go on and on about record. So it's nice that you you have another tech lover. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I I was thinking about the similarities between this episode and and the one they were talking about uh maybe the next time we see now i just want to call him milady mm -hmm. uh next time we see him he'll have a cute little animal and then it'll be perfect that's all yeah. he's missing really is a cute tiny animal that's i wonder if the next time we see roland from infested like what if roland and malegi join forces like mm -hmm. if they both knew sid from her past and we're going to keep meeting all these other people that mess with Sid and they're all, they're all going to form like a terrible Avengers and come after her. <laughs> a terrible Avengers. Yeah. There's got to be a better name for it. The Thunderbolts. Isn't that what the, the bad Avengers are? Quote unquote. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comics explained. I'm not Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, shall, shall we get into some super chats? Uh, let's do it. And I see the very first one from Andy, and I'm going to so, do my best uh, because oh. it's parks and recreate uh, parks and recreation related. Teo got run over by Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean Ralphio would have delivered that. <laughs> Perfect. If you've never seen Parks and Recreation and you liked Teo. Go watch Parks and Recreation. It's one of our favorite shows of all time. We mm -hmm. probably need to start a rewatch soon. We usually start it on January first, but we watched Lord of the Rings this year, so we gotta we gotta get yeah, in our. I, I threw you yearly... a bone on that one. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to do it. You you no. were very against it. I did. I did. I know. We watched the two towers, and then I was gonna turn it off, and you were like, "Oh, that's it," and I was like, "Oh, you want to sit through four more hours?" And you were like, it "Yes, was... I do." Look, it was New Year's Day. We were hungover. 
all I wanted to do was sit on that couch and watch TV. Watch Frodo save case, the world. Yeah, in this case, a, a beautiful 4K Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> um, but yeah, he plays a character. Ben Schwartz plays a character in Parks and Rec that is very funny. He's a side character, not a main character, but still, show's amazing. And I believe he gets himself run over by Alexis so that he can claim the insurance money from a rich person. Yes. And uh, <laughs> that's how it's they very... start entertainment 420. It's very Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, John Ralphio is the uh, Saul Goodman of Parks and Recreation. Yes. <laughs> that would be such a good team up. Uh, Honestly, he kind of is, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, did you want to do this super chat that we missed or was that from your oh, stream no, yesterday? That, that was from the stream yesterday from Daniel Chick and I missed it. I was going to save it for the stream because it's fallen order related. So, okay, gotcha. Then I will move on to Red Vega. Thank you. Loved this episode and how tech got to shine. Yeah. All eyes on tech. <laughs> it was, it was a good time. I do hope people continue to make photoshops like brian wards or uh to go back to the breaking bad universe there's that one guy that took the go-kart scene uh from breaking bad or like walter white drifting oh, yeah. around and then he put it into <laughs> mario kart i want someone to do that yeah i'm not gonna do it but someone this is, should this is tech shining yeah it looks a little creepy i don't i'm not gonna lie the anime so eyes mine. like it's choice. just Teo has so many layers to his head. It just became a mess of lines and eyes. It's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, I really liked the point that you made about him not getting much recognition from anyone else. Like the Bad Batch being kind of the black sheep of the clone family and no one really being appreciative of the work that they did except for people like cody rex and uh echo for sure but mm -hmm. it, it, it's nice to see him get some recognition sorry my head's looking real shiny oh my god gotta take that down i'm not sweaty i promise <laughs> i'm a little sweaty ew <laughs> it happens molly the lights are warm yeah, your well, your room gets sweaty and hot. I got my fan on. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Gary twenty four fan, thank you for the next super chat. The real question is, how long will it take Alex to memorize all the names of the riot racers? Uh, yeah, all I know right now is Tech and Jet Venom because Jet Venom is a sick name. <laughs> oh yeah, the oh, the oh. names of all the racers were so star wars and so fun to hear like the announcer just with with all the names and with the the lore drop of that trash planet oh yeah the, the they're taking the something something to lotho minor like the the high, the express highway to lotho minor which that was is cool where to hear yeah savage press found darth maul so that he's basically saying like oh they're going straight to the junkyard um there was one other name that was dropped. It was like the bomb 
rambler or something like that. Yeah. It was it was the guy that shot all the bombs at his butt. <laughs> Which when I was like, well, yeah, you hear a name like that. You should assume he's got some kind of bombs that he is going to use during the race. It's just what he's known for. And if, if he has that nickname, don't drive right behind him. Maybe don't <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> and I'm sure it's hard to manage right. to remember right. that. And I've never or, riot raced. Unless he's got a bumper sticker that says, look out for bombs. <laughs> <laughs> bombs on board. <laughs> uh, Maddie Gunner. What's up, Maddie? Thanks for the next super chat. Fast and the Furious. Tech. Techio drift. Oh, yeah, I like that. That works. Yeah. Techio. I, I, I love Techio. all the mashups people are making from the. I, I love how much fun people are having with this fun episode, I think is what I'm trying to say. I'm glad yeah. that people are embracing the fun and not being like. I think there was an element of me that was like, oh, episode three was really good. And I want to know what happened to Cody and this and that and the other. But it was still really fun. <laughs> so pe people seem to be embracing that. And I'm happy about it. I think, yeah, I think Crosshair's storyline with the Empire is going to be the one that kind of weaves in and out throughout the season. So um, we'll get. A good mix, probably, of, like, fun stuff and then the main story. Yeah. Um, Sweet Feet Pete has the next super chat. That thanks. It just says, Fox could have stunned fives. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're, we're jumping back to season six of the Clone Wars. What? For that one. <laughs> Fox is the clone that killed Fives in the conspiracy arc. Oh. That's all. It has nothing I mean, to do yeah, with this he, episode. He sure could have. But. <laughs> but good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. Yikes. I feel like the Coruscant Guard probably had a little extra loyalty to Palpatine. So if Palpatine says to go kill that clone. Fox is going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Sean Room has the next super chat. Oh, wait, we we touched on this one already. Skeletons mm -hmm. in Sid's closet. Uh, and then we touched on the next one. Let's go to Star Orange 36. Thank you for the generous super chat. I love a tech centric episode. I'm excited to see him break away from his droid like demeanor. And I think he will be the first to uncover who, C who Sid really is. Mm. That'd be interesting if he actually started to like dig into her past or something yeah like i i guess i was assuming it would be omega to be the one to like really point out something like that but it tech feels like the one that is just sitting around like are we doing this again for right. you like he keeps pointing out how this is a pattern and it's a it's a bad one for sid and he is just not a fan of the mission, the missions, quote unquote, that she's sending them on. Yeah, I, I don't think Omega is going to be digging into anything. I, I think she just views Sid as a friend right now. Like you, you were suggesting that maybe she's going to learn that that some people 
don't deserve your trust or loyalty. But right now, I think she's just like, Sid's my friend. Mm -hmm. Period. But I, I like the idea that Tech might do a little digging so they don't wind up in this position again. But yeah, I, I I agree that I also like to see him break out of the droid-like demeanor a bit by arguing with the droid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love, again, like I, I keep wanting to say this episode is humanizing him because he does have this very straight-faced, deadpan way of thinking and talking. But it feels like he kind of came out of his shell a little bit in this episode and maybe he'll continue to do that. It goes with my theory that I've been saying from the beginning that Omega is helping the entire bad batch learn how to be more well-rounded. So this one, he got to loosen up a little bit, have some fun, learn a new hobby <laughs> and, and try it out and win. And we were talking about this as well. The, the beginning where she, we keep seeing her playing hollow chess, with Wrecker. And I think that she is going to make him smarter. I think one day he will beat her and she'll be so proud or like, uh, th this is building off of our discussion from the first two episodes where Molly brought this up and Wrecker does a very tech thing in that episode. He's like, rip out that battery pack. I'm going to rip out this tank cannon and then we'll mm -hmm. charge it and I'll walk around with it. So like that is a, pretty smart and creative move. So I, I I think that she's also making Wrecker smarter. Yeah, I agree. Less of a himbo. <laughs> a smart himbo. Yeah. Uh, Bill Rudd has the next super chat. Thank you, Bill. How great was Ernie Hudson voicing Malegi? Awesome. Ooh, so I did not know it was him until we got to the credits. So, so good. Yeah, I the first time we watched this, I was like, ooh, that voice sounds vaguely familiar, but also just like a really good gangstery sounding voice, like just a good bad guy voice, basically. And uh, finding out who it was, I was like, oh, that's perfect. I hope he comes back so we can continue to hear it. And uh, Queersland, Australia has the next one. Thank you. In 2023, we have seen private battle droids and Mando promotions, Jedi promotions, and this ep. Did the Empire never outlaw them or just bad enforcers? Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. So we're, we're going to the, the trailer and oh. how there were B1 battle droids in the trailer. Uh. Jedi the Empire promotions. never outlaw them or just bad enforcers. I think they were probably just all pretty much gone, except for a few select places, and they're probably trying to stay out of the Empire's way. There was some lore that was dropped uh, for the Rogue One visual guide when the KX droids were a thing, and they the, the book basically said that the Empire outlawed battle droids after the Clone Wars, um, but it was kind of in name only. And they were like, oh, these aren't battle droids. They're enforcer droids. And so their people were still getting around that law. But yeah, it's not like we've seen a ton of battle droids around. I mm -hmm. think that the three that we saw in the Mando season three trailer are just 
three battle droids that are like, well, we've survived this long and we're going to hang out in our bar. Yeah, they're like, they're like a little trio. Maybe they, maybe they have a little trio name, like the Three Musketeers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I hope we get to hear them speak at least. And it's the, oh, it's yeah, the yeah. same voice. It better be Matthew Wood and they better sound incredibly goofy. Yes. Uh, Red Vega has the next super chat. What if Sid's skeletons is that she had connections with the separatists that caused the Republic to lose a major battle or something? Oof. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, to set them kind of like at odds with one another from the past. Um, but we we have seen the Bad Batch working with separatists already. They had to go and uh, work with the the Raxus senator. So I feel like they would be willing to look past that unless it were just directly involved with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know that Sid has that close of a connection to all this. She seems more involved in the underbelly of things. Oh, and Andy, I've totally forgot about this, but she was a, a Jedi informant. Like, that's how they knew about her in the first place, wasn't it? So she mm. probably worked with the Republic, but, you know, she could have been playing both sides. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they'll go into, like, how she got started with all that. I don't know, but I, I do think we're going to see more from her past. What you reading? Uh, the chat, because there's a... <laughs> David Maximo sent in a super chat that's blank, and so I wanted to see if they had a question. Oh, okay. I'm the mod. <laughs> I can handle it. Well, you're scrolled way up, so I was trying to help you out. I have chat open. Okay. Uh... Trigrit? Trigrit. <laughs> tr Trugrit, maybe. Trugrit. Oh, that makes sense. Thanks for the next super chat. Uh, I like that for a brief moment after winning the race, you can see Tech realize he can have a life beyond that of a soldier slash mercenary. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of like th your drawing, Molly. Dun, da, da, da. That, yeah, it's he, he has a purpose outside of it. And I think that's what all of them are struggling to do and, and learn yeah. is, is how to live when they're, your purpose has been served and the life that you once led is gone. So now what do you do? Mm -hmm. And tech is going to become a racer. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that theory of like that. That's just his long-term plan now. He's like, Oh, I'm mm -hmm. good at this. But yeah, I mean the, like I said earlier, the bad batch, even before Order 66 happened, they were always kind of like off to the side working on these secret missions. They didn't get to be as involved with the other clones, their other brothers out there on the front lines as much. So to, to have tech just being celebrated like that by so many people out in public that was like a really sweet moment for him and probably like the first time 
something like that's ever happened. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really nice moment. And I, I think I've seen the episode well, twice now because we watched it and then did our uh, commentary for it. And I, it moved me both times, just like you said. And it, that didn't even dawn on me. I still really like that point you made that they just never got a whole lot of recognition to begin with. And that's probably mm -hmm. a, a big moment. Yeah. That was like emotional too. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm trying well, to scroll to the next one. <laughs> well, the next one is David oh, oh. Maximo's. And uh, I, I got his message just asking, will Thrawn be in Mando season three? I think if he is, it will be at the very, very end. Like I think so, too. Kind of like how they teased Book of Boba Fett. It'll be like, hey, look over here. Here's the next thing coming. But like, it depends on if, how involved they're going to make Thrawn as a bigger villain in this Mando story, which doesn't necessarily need to involve someone like Thrawn. The story seems like it's mostly around Mandalore and Din and Grogu and Bo-Katan. So I don't know where Thrawn's going to fit into that, but because of corporate synergy, I could see them bringing him in for like the very last bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea. It sounds like, you know, Ahsoka is the one person to say his name so far in live action. So I imagine that's going to be central to the story of the Ahsoka series. So it would be cool if they kind of let us into that. Exactly. Like you said, a little post credits tease. It could be like basically the same thing that they did for star Wars rebels when they revealed him in season three and that trailer of like, it's a dude in the shadows and you hear the organ music and you start to go, is that who I think it is? And then you see him step out of the shadows and it's Thrawn. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Just a little taste. So I, that's kind of what I'm thinking as well, that it'll just be a little little thing. I don't think he's going to be a big part of season three, though. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll probably save most of his stuff for, for Ahsoka. Although... I hope we at least get to see him in like a, a tease at the next celebration. That would be nice. I don't think they're going to show him off in marketing. <sighs> really? I think they, they might do what they did for Sabine. They might confirm the casting, which I still hope it's Lars Mikkelsen, but whatever it is, I, I think they, they could confirm that, Hey, here are the, the major characters of Ahsoka. Here's who is playing them. I don't think they're going to show Thrawn fully revealed in the white uniform with the blue skin and the red eyes and the dark blue hair until we see him on screen. You're muted for me. Sorry, I was <laughs> coughing and I forgot to unmute myself. You farting. Yeah. <laughs> Filling my office with farts. Uh, Doomslayer <laughs> has the next super chat and I found the message in chat he said uh, I like for a brief moment after winning the race wait no that's not it it's uh, 
Yesterday I joked that Sonic <laughs> is gonna make a cameo in the episode just because of the title, then it came true. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty legit connection. A lot of people have been making that joke, and it, it didn't even dawn on me because I haven't seen the Sonic movies. But yeah, that Ben Schwartz also voiced Sonic, and he's playing a character that races, and it has got to go fast. <laughs> got to go fast. Yeah, I I didn't see the Sonic movies, so and I didn't That's play the Sonic games. You never played the Sonic games? No, it's too fast. It's too fast. It would give it's me a interesting. headache. So I, I've heard good things about the Sonic movie uh, movies. I bet I would enjoy them. And people were calling it like, hey, it's a good video game adaptation. Now I'm like, I, I'd like to see the comparison to Last of Us and Sonic the Hedgehog. But that's comparing apples to oranges now that I say it. Like those are <laughs> completely different. I would like to see Jim Carrey in, in, that, in the sequel. Of... The Last of Us? No, in the Sonic sequel. He's in both of them, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to, I have all the, I, I've got the Sega Genesis games made, on my Switch. We're going to go play knuckles, some Sonic right? after this. He, I, he didn't knuckles. make him. I don't think he, he discovered him. him. He's his I agent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He's his agent. Sure. <laughs> I don't know Sonic lore well enough to be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another stream. I'm shocked you've never played Sonic. I'm, I mean, I, I have. I just, I never had a Sega. I played bits and pieces of it at my friend's house, but I never really liked it because it would go too fast. Too fast. And you would lose all your rings if you messed up. Sure would. I didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Star Wars with Red Vega has the next super chat. Thank you, Red. Uh, the guy to Echo and Hunter. <laughs> How am I supposed to eat my Nerf nuggets without my drink? <laughs> that sounds like our friend Ashton who orders yeah. DoorDash way too much and they forget his two liter of Coke or whatever all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, when we order Uber Eats or DoorDash, stuff like that, we never order drinks because by the time you get it, all the ice has melted or we just already have what drinks we want. So it confuses me when people yeah. order drinks with their delivery food. I mean, like I've ordered a soda with pizza every once in a while, but yeah, I guess I mean, it's yeah, it comes in a two liter, but yeah, we just don't drink a ton of soda. Although I did just buy a pack of Diet Cokes because I had one last week uh, at a restaurant and I was like, because mm. I, I used to drink like nothing but Diet Coke. So I wanted to ride that wave again. <laughs> Chasing that dragon. <laughs> we, we have another Nerf Nuggets question from Bill Rudd. Thank you. Uh, do you think it's possible that the Nerf Nuggets are a cover story? Ooh, and Hunter and Echo are actually off helping Cody escape the Empire. Whoa! Hmm. That... that would be a twist for sure. That would be funny. I think they just needed an excuse to not be in this episode. Uh, 
yeah, I think that's probably the same. Uh, that, or that's what I assumed is that they're just off doing some menial task. Like tech seemed genuinely annoyed by it. And I, if they were off helping Cody, I don't feel like, I don't feel like they would lie about it in the first place. And I also think that would be a full team job. Like let's all go make sure Cody gets off of Coruscant. Yeah. How do I? So they're genuinely delivering nerf nuggets. Oh, you don't have the tinfoil hats on here anymore. Oh, I don't? Oh, I don't wait. see them. Hold on. Uh, nope. You changed the background. I know. Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. This is <laughs> riveting content for the audio listeners. Oh, no. What that's, happened there? That's what I have. Oh, I can't get it. <laughs> All right. Oh. Anyways, there they are. Boom. Ta-da. I forgot I did that. <laughs> if you're listening on uh, audio, check out the the video because we have we have tinfoil tin hats on. It's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worth it. <clears throat> uh, Ice has the next super chat. Thank you. I really enjoyed this one. A nice little standalone episode that gives a breather and just a ton of fun. Plenty of great moments. I agree. I I, I don't think it's going to go down as like one of the best Bad Batch episodes in history. But I I fully enjoyed it. And it's not one that I would like skip on a rewatch or anything. Yeah. Did we skip one? Did uh, you skip Ben Williams? Oh, yep, I did. My bad. Okay. We'll go back <laughs> to that. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, Ben Williams. Thanks for the... <laughs> which one Which one do you want to do first? Well, I already well, read you... this one. Oh, okay. Let's do this one first. Then. Okay. Ice, Ice is the king of super chats towards the end of these streams, so... <laughs> we'll get we'll get to this one first. I uh really enjoyed this one standalone episode. Yeah. I I really like the standalone episodes that are like this that have a fun like not I don't want to say action packed, but the fact that there was this race happening. I I think the pacing on this episode was really well done cuz sometimes the standalone ones can feel a little bit dragged out but this one there was a clear goal in mind of like we have to win this race for Sid yeah like I I was a little just frustrated by the setup of like do, I felt like tech where I was like do we have to win this race for Sid but it's what Omega once so we're gonna go along with it that's fine and and the race itself was great so that's really all that mattered. Like if it if the race fell flat, if we had another scooter chase or something, then it would have been a different story. Yeah. Uh, okay, go back up to Ben Williams. Thank you, Ben. Idea that could tie the Bad Batch, Mando, the sequels, and more together. Omega is a clone of Obi-Wan. This is why she's important. Looks so different. 
Hold on. Get the hats back out. <laughs> Go right back. I got to put the hats into the other folder of stuff so we don't swap over to this branding. But uh, no, there's no way. That's not. No. No. <laughs> I Tech straight up said she is a another clone of Django Fett. She's a pure clone like Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it. Yeah. Also, we don't have to tie all the shows together. Yeah. With one character. Hats. 11 out of 10. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> and they also, like, she is important because, or she was in season one. Uh, she was important because the Kaminoans wanted to continue making a clone army and they wanted to continue being important to the Empire. But they were out of Django Fett's, like, pure genetic material or whatever so they had to either get boba fett or omega so mm -hmm. both of them are important or they were yes omega's important because she's adorable yeah oh yeah she's still important <laughs> uh just this thanks for the next super chat I'm really just excited for Survivor, to be honest. Oh, and Molly, what is your favorite Star Wars live action TV show? Mando trailer looks strong. Uh, <laughs> my favorite live action TV show, I think, is The Mandalorian so far because it gave us Grogu. Uh, if look at my office. Yeah. It's covered in Grogu's. So <clears throat> I think Mando is definitely my, my favorite. And I Alex is probably more excited for survivor than any other thing happening this year <laughs> that's true i am uh we'll see i'll have to reassess once i play through survivor what i'm excited for next because mando will still be on um but yeah survivor is what i'm most excited for and i think andor was probably my top show uh i've, I've enjoyed them all i think andor and man Andor and Mando, that's hard to say together. Those are my top two, but I love Andor. Also, uh, <laughs> Ben Williams said, guess you're not ready for that one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 For now, I'm taking them at their word that, that she is uh, a clone of Jango Fett. Mm. We, I mean, you know, we never know. We'll never, I mean, we'll see. Nothing, nothing is for certain in the, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> uh, Ice has the next super chat. Thank you, Ice. I'm really glad they gave Tech an episode to shine. They had a good start on him in the Sereno episodes and seems they are following, following through on it. Yep. I like it kind of continues the theme of him encountering something new and different and wanting to learn about it. That's what he did on Sereno when he met uh, Rogar. Is that the guy's name? A and he was like, I'm not a separatist. I'm Serenian. And then mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. drove Tech's curiosity. I like the way he is driven by curiosity. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole reason why he won the race is like, he spent the whole episode learning everything there was to, to learn 
about the race. He was studying the schematics of the the map. He was studying how the other racers were playing. He was he knew about the ship already. So Tech knows what he's doing. <laughs> Even though everyone just thinks he's a nerd and that his name is Goggles. <laughs> yeah, just four eyes. <laughs> uh, oh, just this sent in another super chat just to oh. correct on the last one. Because it said one. Mando Trails, but I, I got you. I got it. Yeah, but but we didn't really talk about the trailer. Was there, what? what's a moment from the trailer that you're psyched about? Um... Aside from all the Grogu stuff. It could be all the Grogu stuff. I just love him so much. Uh, from that trailer specifically, I mean, that shot of all the Mandalorians dropping out of the ship, that's got to be an incredible episode. I can't tell where they're at. It looks like... Uh, I think it's Navarro. Yeah. It looks like Navarro, but can't be too sure. Um, Mandalore is going to be incredible. I'm really excited to see what that looks like. The the scene of the the Mandalorian gauntlet flying through the oh yeah that was cool the stuff. I think that's going to be Bo-Katan, and like we saw in other trailers that she has a little some kind of side adventure with Grogu, just the two of them. So I think that's going to be my prediction is that's her and Grogu escaping from from the empire and that they'll end up wherever they are in the other trailer spots but i think that's her it's interesting that they make it seem like it's din flying the gauntlet but when they show him in the cockpit it does look like outside is that same planet but he is in the n1 yeah so someone else is flying that gauntlet i think you're right I think it's her, and I can't <laughs> wait. The Darksaber, who's gonna have it? Still dead. I think that's his story. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just want... I, I don't want Bo-Katan to be the villain. I don't want her to die. I don't think she will be. <sighs> I, I think she'll struggle, her. but I think she'll come around. Yeah. Uh, Ice has another super chat up next. Hopefully Echo will get an episode like this soon. Mm. Yeah. I would like I'd, that. I'd like a yeah, Echo centric episode. The first two I think gave Tech and Echo a lot of time to shine, but something just focused on Echo would be nice. Yeah, I feel like there's he's still got some unresolved trauma to to deal with. And with the direction that this season looks like it's going, I think that stuff will probably come back up. But the more episodes that we can get with him in it, him and him and Omega specifically, like having little moments together would be nice. Yeah, he just didn't get enough to do in season one. So I, I want him to have more in season two. And I feel like the first two episodes got off to a good start. And then that episode was like, he's not even in it. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Benjamin GL has the next super chat. Will Boba meet Omega and Bad Batch or in Boba Fett season two? 
Ooh. I think that might Bad be weird. Batch makes more sense. I don't think I don't think we'll see that happen in uh, the Book of Boba Fett if the season two rumor is real. Yeah. I I kind of do want that to happen. I want them to meet. But it might also be really weird and awkward. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it would be, but that's kind of the joy of it. Like, I, I don't even know if Boba Fett knows she exists. Yeah. So well, I, I have been talking about how Boba Fett's new vibe is cool uncle vibe. So that this that's the perfect opportunity for him to have cool uncle vibes with her, even though they're kind of they're siblings. More, yeah, they're more like siblings. He can be a cool brother. Yeah. Cool big bro. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna guess no for now in Bad Batch. Just I, I felt like they may have started to lean that way in season one and then they leaned away from it. So now I don't know. But for now I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. Yeah. Probably not, but it would be cool. It would be, I think, hard to pull that together and make it work on screen, but not to say that it couldn't happen. I think they can do it. I just don't know that they're going to right now. I don't know that that's the story they're telling, but we're only a quarter of their way through the season, and uh, Cad Bane didn't pop up until like episode eight of season one, so they're, they're... there's a two-parter. There's a episode seven and eight release on the same day, so that that could be a big time. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Ice has the next one here. Thanks, Ice, for all the super chats. It felt like a continuation of Infested last season, developing Sid's relationship with the Batch and the Underworld and setting up subplots for her later. Yeah, Andrea touched on that, and we hadn't even thought of that mm-hmm. before talking with them but that's a good point and now i feel like i need to rewatch that episode <laughs> i i thought that was really the only one in season one that i i was like ah this feels a little like filler i i do definitely think it was building up subplots and i think roland is going to come back uh but i did have that feeling in season one where, mm-hmm. But that was the only episode that I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Eh. <laughs> but Benjamin GL has the next one. Thank you, Ben. If Julia Dreyfus was in Star Wars, who should she play? In my opinion, I would have her play a Rebel Fulcrum agent. Hmm. Well, that Either... means she's basically doing that in the MCU now, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Either that or, like, I would like to hear her as a bounty hunter. I'm trying to think of someone. A bounty hunter, I think, could work. Some Something that let her be funny. Because mm-hmm. I, I think she's hilarious. So I'd like to let her flex comedically still. A bounty hunter or, like, a a sidekick to one of the... The bad guys, maybe. I, I, I could see her being an Imperial officer that's just kind of over it. <laughs> yeah. 
over it. <laughs> Sweet Pete Pete, thanks for the super chat. 302 people watching, but only 51 likes. Smash that like. Hell yeah. Well, it's up to Sweet. 149 now, so thanks, Sweet Feet Pete. <laughs> Hit that like button, guys. It it helps the channel. If you're having fun, hit the, I mean, if you're not having fun, hit the dislike button. Did they get rid of that? Yeah, they did, remember. I think. Oh. Or no, the, I, the, it still exists, but you can't see the number or something. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Something hit the dumb. like button if you're having a good time. <laughs> We're going to keep doing these streams either way, but it help, It helps the rest of YouTube see our channel if it gets likes or something like that. I don't know. Coveny Woodwork says the next super chat. Thank you. Do you think Mandalore going forward will follow uh, Duchess Satine and go peaceful? Or do you think they will double down on the warrior people into the OG or trilogy slash sequel area era? Ugh. Mm. Hitting that point where I can't read anymore. Um, I think they're going to find the balance. I think that Duchess Satine uh, staying neutral in the Clone Wars was I don't I don't want to say it was wrong, but I, I think that they could have done more. They didn't have to stay neutral. And I understand why. I like because Mandalore was like a warrior culture. And so she overcorrected and was like, we're gonna be completely pacifist and we're gonna break out of that cycle. But for the pendulum to swing back to the middle, Din could lead them into something in between where it's like, we're not conquerors, but we will fight to defend those who need it. That would be my guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see them going back into full warrior culture because like you said, if, if Din is going to be the one to change everything, he's not about full warrior culture. He didn't want the dark saber. He didn't want that responsibility. So it's also that George Lucas made them pacifist in the Clone Wars because he thought it was more interesting to see a culture evolve and or try to evolve and struggle with it than just they were always conquerors and they stayed that way forever. So yeah, I think they're gonna find a way to explore the balance. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Matthew Colonad has the next super chat. Mando versus Baby Grogu versus and, Vader. Who wins? And Mando and Baby Grogu. Oh, oh. Baby I was Grogu. About to say. Wait, a, a baby Grogu. So like an even baby or baby Yoda? Is that what we're <laughs> an even baby or baby? <laughs> I think just so Mando and Grogu versus Vader, who wins? Probably Vader. I mean, why would you why? Why would they fight? Well, well, Din wouldn't even bring Grogu into that situation. So Grogu's oh. going to be safe. It's fine. They said they meant just Grogu. Yeah, I know. I was, so I not, was an even, not an even baby or Grogu. A baby, baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm going to say Mando and Grogu because I don't want them to lose to Vader unless it's just like they get away. Right. Somehow. 
So that they Vader wins by forfeit. We'll say that. <laughs> yes. They That's they fine. managed to to scamper off. <laughs> I think that's just fine. I mean, I could also see Vader being like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I've only seen... <laughs> you can't handle it. I've only seen the one of you and he was super old. Well, no, he's seen, he saw Yaddle too. I've only seen the two of you and I didn't know there were baby yous and I kind of love it. <laughs> Vader's like, you know what? I'm about it. That's how he comes back to the light side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We don't need Luke. We we have mm -hmm. Grogu. That's all it took. <laughs> Chazotron 5000, thank you for the next super chat. The ep made me realize a big piece that is missing at Galaxy's Edge is something racing related. If they add a large scale racing attraction, who in Star Wars would you love to see amongst the racers? I I agree with you. Like Molly and I were talking about I, Molly brought it up while we were talking about the episode just the speed of it all and how George Lucas has always had an obsession with speed. So I, I do think that that would be something fun to add to galaxy's mm -hmm. edge. And I think we've answered that question before someone has asked what other attraction would you add to Batu? And we usually say pod racing because they do have pod racing there. They, they talk racing. about it. So if, if you just had like a pod racing roller coaster, uh, I think Ben Quadraneros should be your your guide on to, the way hondo is for the smugglers run i think ben quadraneros should be <laughs> the mm. main character of the the pod racing ride yeah oh yeah. hell yeah david we're we're I, on the same page <laughs> <laughs> i do like that or it's foden bead oh yeah could you I mean, imagine getting those two or are they the yeah they're those two they're separate heads yeah could you imagine getting those two back again to comment that's a good idea that's a good idea to like kind of bring you in but then i guess if you're in a, a roller coaster of some sort and then you see other pods around i would still want ben quadraneros there yeah see i would be worried that they would make a ride like that but make it like a kitty little bumper car ride which could still be fun but yeah, if it were like a roller coaster, that would be awesome. I would want it like the the Jurassic World coaster at Universal, where it's a lot of like speed boosts that throw you through it. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, please. Ice, thank you for another super chat. Definitely think they're building to something with Sid. I think we're seeing that she's now a true ally to the batch as much as she can be. The banter she shares with them is more friendly now. Yeah, I think that they're developing a relationship. I still think that she treats them like employees of just like, hey, come with me. I need you for muscle and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I, I think that after the events with Roland in season one, that they're developing a rapport. Yeah, I, she does really kind of talk down to them a lot, but it's kind of in a jokey way because she's definitely the kind of person who like doesn't want to be real with people if she mm. can get around it. So I do think we're building something for Sid to do for the Bad Badge. I just don't know what it is yet. I hope that it's it, it accumulates into 
something really nice that she could do for them because she's really been taking advantage of all of them this entire time and it sucks and this episode made me so angry with her that she would just like use them for her trip to go gamble on this race yeah i think that they are building to her making a final decision like her loyalties are in flux right now but she will make a choice to either stand with them or uh, give them up for her own gain. But I think she'll probably stand with them. You're either with me or against me. <laughs> uh, Mr. Shu has the next super chat. Thank you, Mr. Shu. Do we know what the book refers to in the book of Boba Fett? What if it refers to some kind of lesson or teaching that Boba Fett will impart to the Mandalorians after his death or something? Hmm. It could. I think that I really just think they were trying to connect it back to the Mandalorian because every episode is called chapter one, two, three, whatever. Yeah. So it's like a biblical thing. Yeah. The book of blank. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think so that we're watching the, the Mandalorian and that is this part of star Wars mythology. And now it's the book of Boba Fett chapter one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, escape from the Sarlacc pit. I forget. Oh, a stranger in a strange land. Hey, I remembered it. I, so before we saw any of Book of Boba Fett, I, I still love this idea of it being like the old school Disney movies that opened with us right. with an actual like live action storybook opening. And it would be something like that where we like zoom into the page and then it becomes <laughs> the show. Like Willow. Yes. Like Willow. I, I don't dislike the idea that it could be a, an intentional name because I, I do like the idea that he might have some insight to share with Mandalorians, to, especially because whether or not he is one himself is up for debate. But that's also true of like Bo-Katan, according to Din. And I think that Din's journey is part of a part of it is realizing that there's not just one way to be Mandalorian. So mm-hmm it's possible that Mandalorians could look to Boba Fett as an example of someone that's like, you know what? They weren't born Mandalorian and he's a clone of a foundling. However, he, he is one of us. I think he's a more Tuscan Raider than Mandalorian at this point. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think he's both. I think he's taking both and, and making something his own. Like, I, I feel like he, if given the chance, he'd probably go to Mandalore at some point, but I don't think that's his goal. I don't think that's where we're going to see him head to next. He's he's like uh, yeah, I in agree charge with you of things at and on Tatooine right now, and I don't think he cares about Mandalore whatsoever. I, I agree with you, but I don't think that that necessarily means that he doesn't have things to teach Mandalorians. Yes, that is that is true. He's learned a lot over his long, colorful life. <laughs> and he could definitely teach a lot. Jamie uh, Johnson has the next one. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Sid turns in the batch, causing Omega to go to Coruscant to rescue the captured batch, maybe. <gasps> Sid turns them in? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, there is a reason that they 
have to go to Coruscant, and we don't know what that is yet. Oh, yeah, because we saw that bit in the trailer. Could be. Was that, wasn't that in the trailer? Oh, no, no, I mean, it was in the trailer. I'm saying it could be that Sid gets the batch captured or something. Yeah. Uh, that would go along with what I was saying, where I think she's going to... I think Sid's going to continue to be kind of a bad person. And then maybe towards the end, she'll turn it all around. It's If the Empire starts moving into Ord Mantell, then I, I think they should be worried. I don't think that there's any gain for her to turn them in at this point. But once the Empire starts to get closer to her, then yeah. Agreed. David Maximo 83, thank you for another super chat. Will Thrawn be more like Andor, mature slash political? Well, I, I don't think Thrawn... I mean, I, I am assuming he's going to be in the Ahsoka series, which is part of the Mandoverse. So I'm expecting it to match that general tone. Mm -hmm. I don't think Thrawn's going to be overly involved in politics. I think it's it's going to be more military, if, if anything, military sci-fi kind of storytelling. Yeah, I think he's going to have a very straight goal in mind. And yeah, he's more involved in the military side of things. He has a relationship with the Empire and Palpatine, kind of, but I don't think he respects any of that. So I don't I don't think he's gonna be super involved in the politics side of things unless he has to be. It's like he wasn't a fan of the Death Star. So I, I think that he probably still sees the Empire as and and all of this is gonna happen. After the fact, I don't think they're going to get into the Chiss Ascendancy and the Grisk or any of that. They, they didn't get into his motivations in Star Wars Rebels. I don't think they're going to do it in Ahsoka either. I think he's just going to be an Imperial commander that's trying to revitalize the Empire. And then Timothy Zahn will probably come along and be like, oh, he just still thought that the he didn't think the New Republic was strong enough and mm -hmm. felt that the Imperial War Machine was necessary, blah, blah, blah. The thing that I'm most looking forward to with Thrawn is what happened between him and Ezra while they were off gallivanting with the whales. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did that change Thrawn as a person? How did it change his motivations? How did that, how does that play into Ahsoka looking for Ezra? There's, there's a lot of, possibilities there yeah i i don't know if they're gonna touch on that i hope they do because it's been a long time since star wars rebels so i want to know all that happened but i i want them to really get into detail so i hope that's a different story honestly if they do that animated or a book or something i don't know mm. Well, isn't Ahsoka's whole thing... I mean, Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn, but isn't it because of Ezra? Yeah. But they've been... Th this series is taking place five years after Return of the Jedi, so they've been missing for, like, nine years, nine or ten years. So I don't know that they're going to go through... Okay, here's what happened during those ten years, 
and what's happening now. Well, we don't know how the whale time travel thing works. <laughs> they could have just been it's like just hyperspace really quick. It's not it's time travel. The whales do what they do. We don't know. We don't know how they work. Do not get me on like a whales going through the world between worlds rant. They, that's not how it works, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we, we don't know what Thrawn's going to be like, but I don't think he's going to be as quote unquote mature as what we're seeing in Andor. Andor, yeah. But he's not going to be silly either. No, no, I don't think that. I, I think he's going to match the tone of Mando. Uh, I says the next one here. Agreed. I don't think she's going to betray them now. Talking about Sid. I definitely think she'll be faced with that dilemma at some point, but we'll side with them. I yeah, think I think most likely. In the end, this this is a animated show directed at a younger audience. I think it would be pretty tragic if Sid turned them in and then was like, all right, see you. Bye. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. But we'll I see. Like, I like that plan. Uh, but that is the last super chat. We've been going at it for two hours, so I think it's time for us to eat some dinner. But thank you, everyone, for hanging out and watching and uh, sending in your questions and your super chats. It means a lot to us. Uh, check out Galactic Podcast down in the description. Thank you to Andrea and Laura for hanging out with us for the first half of the show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to continue on with our Razorcrest Lego build. Yeah. And we can also take more questions about the Mando trailer tomorrow because we didn't really, sure. we touched on that a little bit, but we can always touch on it more tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this is the Clone Zone. We're talking about it's the Bad concept. Batch, so so tomorrow we'll we'll talk about literally anything. Tech Tech needed his moment. Yeah, and he got it. <laughs> well, thank you all again. Have a great night, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>